All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. Today, we have Sophie Armstrong joining us. Sophie is a public relations consultant and coach. She's an award-winning entrepreneur, international violinist, and performer in 30-plus cities. I cannot wait to talk to her on that side of things as well. So let's go ahead, cue that intro, and then we'll bring her on. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. All right, Sophie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. Yes, I cannot wait to chat about your experience in public relations as a coach there, but then also talk about uh, your experience with being a violinist. I have a really good friend who's a really big violaist, and so I'm curious to hear your experience with all of that. Um, so just thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to pleasure to chat. Amazing. So I want to start with uh, your journey as an entrepreneur, as getting into being a consultant and a coach. What was that process like for you as you went through and decided that, yeah, this is the route that I want to take with my life? Well, I mean, I would say it's definitely been a journey with lots of ups and downs. I have never, uh, I think, you know, the mindset and the personality of an entrepreneur is a very uh, specific one. Uh, I think I've never, I've always found it difficult, um, you know, when I have a very specific idea or creative idea um, to curb those ideas. I've always, you know, right. wanted to go with the flow. And I've pretty much done that my entire adult life. Yeah. I, uh, and for me, um, when I started out, I mean, it, it, I think for some people's journey, it's about, you know, moving away from fear, um, you know, and being able to be that, you know, make those very fast and, you know, fast and direct feedback and to really stand by, you know, those choices when you make them, because when you're the boss, you know, you, you, you might make a mistake, but even if it is, you have to be firm. If you're the leader, you can't be wavering. Um, and I guess I was kind of the opposite in the beginning of my career, almost a bit stupidly fearless. And I took a lot of risks and, and some of them paid off and some of them didn't. I mean, I, um, when I first left school, I had already, you know, been doing, you know, going to perform in a band, going to create this, create that and do this and do that. Um, You know, I was the kind of person that would, um, you know, disappear in Europe, even though I was like, well, we're not making enough from that tour to actually eat while we're there. Be like, that's okay. We'll figure it out when we're there. (laughs) You know, we're just going to, we're just going to make it happen. Yes, I was that. I'm just, we're just going to make it happen. Um, and I did that for years, but I took lots of risks. And then that ended up and, you know, I learned lots of things the very hard way, like jumping in the deep end, you just yeah. learn to swim. Um, right. And, uh, you know, ended up working for um, large names in the music industry and um, performing all over the globe. Um, so cool. You know, it's just sometimes it's a matter of just showing up and just being there and just knowing that, okay, this failed. That's okay. I'm still on this path I still have right. this, I know where I'm going I can see it it's it's you know a big part of it I think is having that vision and uh I also 
worked with a you know my my first husband had a fashion brand um yeah. and so he's like well she she likes talking to people she likes so she can just do this she can just do that so he'd be like sophie um you know um we need to get media to this here are some numbers oh we need to do this or you know so he would just he'd be like oh she can do it you know he was a bit like that too it's kind of yeah. like <laughs> so yeah. i was like shouldn't we hire someone in pr he's like <laughs> ah you can do that um, so I was really was thrown in the deep end and yeah. I ended up from there working for other companies and managing events. And that's what I did for my music as well. You know, we'd have right. a record release party. We'd be getting media there. We'd be managing relationships. And so for me, um, I was in a major car accident at the end of 2021. Um, and so I was faced with it. Oh, I've just endured COVID and not yeah. being able to perform and play for this length of time. Now everything's coming back, but I don't have the full use of my right arm. Hmm. Yeah. So I've, never I've just like I said earlier it's about personality type so for me I've never been able to just sit down and go okay well well that's it for me then you know I'm not that kind of right you're not you're not playing the victim no I I can't I can't even sit still long enough to do that so I, I'm like okay that's fine what I you know what I've been doing with these artists and these you know people that I'm helping and coaching to do what I do well what would I do if I'm not going to do that okay well yeah. um you know, it just, there was a natural progression into public relations. And yeah. so uh, that, you know, and then I, I, I did some study and some more study and, you know, formalizing, but, you know, um, I've been hired by companies to consult who have, you know, major uh, public relations teams for some of the missing, the, the gaps. You know, there's a lot of things that you learn when you are thrown in that deep end and you're learning the hard way. Right. Um, even if you don't have that degree in hand, you know how to close the deal. You know yeah. how to get like, okay, well, what do we need to make that work? Well, does that person need to be in the paper? You know, it's the art of public relations is, is uh, it's, you know, when you're managing careers and you're, you're putting forth your business, well, what aspect of public relations will serve this business to increase their revenue? What will actually give them a return, you know? This, it's, it's definitely an art. You just learn that in practice. So for me, right. like it was just a natural progression. I've always been trying to find out, well, what do we need to do to get from here to here, make that happen? Um, and now I do that for other people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm before we get into the next uh, question and topic, do you still do violin? And is that something that you still do actively and performing and everything? Uh, well, I was, um, yeah. I was attempting to rehab after the accident and I did one, uh, a performance with a lovely orchestra. I did yeah. a solo spot in, in April of the following year, but I could only play for about four minutes in length because of the injury. So oh, I went back yeah. to the, to the drawing board and I actually am having surgery next week. So okay. all goes well, I should be able to perform again next year, but I am loving so much what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, in public relations that I actually feel like that's almost more my calling because that's mm. for me that's the fun part of it like seeing making things happen you know it's funny because sometimes you know I love performing but I have three kids and I want to be here present for them so right. when you're you know you're focusing on online business this is something I can do from anywhere in the world so um and for me it was almost like great we achieved this we did that um super I'm like oh now I have to get on a plane and go and do that show hmm. Um, <laughs> you're like you know what I mean no. so, this is great I'm like you go in and get on that plane and do that thing um right. so it's almost some more um yeah I, I'm really enjoying it 
Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like through your whole journey, you've been able to really adjust well and go, okay, we need this to be able to get from A to B so I can take on, I can learn that skill. It sounds like that's how you got into doing PR and working and consulting in that way. So how do you really pivot with the skills that you have? Because I understand that that can be something that holds people back in terms of they go, I have spent so long doing this thing and I don't see how I can apply it to other things in life. So it keeps them from adjusting or being willing to uh, move and shift their business because they're like, I just don't know how to do that. I, I want to stay in my zone of genius. So how do you start to pivot with the skills that you have? That's a really great question. Um, I think that has a lot of people stumped. And I think, honestly, right. it's to do with comfort zones and mindsets. And I'll explain mm -hmm. is that, you know, if you've been doing something for a certain amount of time, especially if you've been doing it for someone else, you are in a very cushy position, you know. Right. Um, I think that not having that cushy position is something like I think it's that once you're thrown in the deep end, like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm going to be obsolete or I can't do this or I need to change. Or I want to change. I want to learn. You know, I want to be something else. You you have to think of all the options you would never have thought of before, number one. So it's that, that, it's that okay, yeah. I'm in the deep end. I got to swim. A single right. swim, right? right? So when you are in that and, and you get comfortable in in the spot where you could sink, you become very adaptable very quickly. And mm -hmm. how to be adaptable? You, I mean, you got to. For me, it's about thinking. Okay, well, how do I serve people? I could sit there and say, uh, technically speaking, my original, you know, and I'm actually. Well, I'm doing another degree at the moment. Um, not that I need it, but you know, there's the there's the mindset formalization, right? right. Um, legitimization. Um, so I could say, well, I have you know a Bachelor of Arts in you know violin performance from Sydney University. I right. should be teaching violin or sitting in an orchestra. I'm really not qualified to do anything else. Um, but that's crap, you know, like, right. <laughs> to be honest, like, because you, you got to think about, well, how do you serve people? What are yeah. you doing in your business to, to serve people? And what are the skills that you have outside of that? Um, so, you know, I've seen, um, you know, people in nursing uh, pivot into com things that look like they're completely separate, but they're not really. Right. Um, some of them are close and some of them are not as close. It depends because a lot of violinists like me didn't run their own career. They are just yeah. sitting on a salary in an orchestra. They're in that, that cushy position. So, yeah, so those those are the two biggest things I would say is, is is the mindset. Like when you have to, you will. Right. You will find that 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 avenue. Um and it's and and it's about being and not and getting outside of that little box, like oh, I can only do this. Um, but if you sit down and and like, what am I good at? What do I do every day that's easy for me? Uh, what are the things that my friends or colleagues would say I'm good at that other people don't do as well? And then sit down and analyze those. What, what are the, out of those do I enjoy doing? What could I do more of? How right. could I really serve people? Or like, you know, somebody who's been running a business, uh, running a music school. Yeah. They don't have an MBA, but they're running a successful music school, you know, um, or, I don't know if you can shoot some examples at me and I troubleshoot it for you. I mean, because, you know, I'm trying to help clients see, uh, I mean, that's, you know, my career isn't helping people pivot, but we do business innovation. Like, oh, well, if right. we flip this, we added this, we changed that, we might be able to achieve this. 
Um, and that's the thing. You know, a lot of people will be like, well, why is a violence doing public relations? Because they've achieved media all around the globe, in some cases in cities that I'd only been there for, for four weeks. You know, I like talking to people. I like finding the pieces and bringing them together. That's just me. Now, somebody else might have a knack for something else. You know, it's um, yeah. there's always a way. We're humans. We're not defined by the titles or the qualifications that we have. And so once we realize that, you know, right. You just got to think outside the box just a little bit. Um, yeah. So how do you kind of foster that, uh, that energy of having to do something, right? So if you were, if let's say you don't know how to swim, you were thrown into the deep end of a pool. Yeah. It's either you, you figure out how to stay afloat or you're drowning and dying. But oftentimes that's an extreme case. And we don't, I think, especially like in America or today's just culture, there's not a lot of those things that are like, oh, if you don't do this, you're going to die type of thing. Yeah. There's nothing like that intense uh, the majority of the time. You know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to generalize or anything, but um, how do you then foster an environment like that where you can logically go, yes, I'm not going to die if I don't do this thing, but how do you still create that energy where you look for solutions and you figure out how to make it work? That's a really great question. Uh, and that's true. Um, it depends on how you look at it. Like for somebody, let's say they're like, wow, um, I have this qualification. I have this level of income. Um, uh, let's say, you know, maybe they have a horrible boss. It, de it depends. What are your standards? Like how, where do you want to live and how much mm -hmm. do you want it? So right. somebody might say, oh, I'd love to live in a mansion and run my own business. And I'd, I'd love to make, you know, eight figures. Um, well, that's great. And, and this is where I love manifesting, but you can't just manifest and expect it to show up at your front door. You manifest that you're going to take some actions, right? But if right. you're right, if you're like, well, I'm not, I'm in the deep end, but I can float because I'm, I found this thing and I'm just floating on it. So I could just sit here and float. It's not that bad. So if it depends how much you want it, you could sit there and say, it's not that bad. I could live like this for the rest of my life. Okay. Lots of people choose that right? So, but if you don't want to choose that, then you've got to think, well, what if I didn't? Would I be okay with mm -hmm. being floating on this whatever for the mm -hmm. rest of my life? And if you decide, well, yeah, I am okay with that, then you're okay with that. But if you're not, and you're like, no, no, I want to be here. Or maybe it's a belief problem. Maybe you don't, you want it, but you're like, oh, I don't believe I really could. Um, right. there's lots of mental obstacles in the way. And some people are just happy, not, you know, floating, as yeah. you say, um, or in that I won't die, but I'm just not going to take the next step. So right. it's really about how much you want it. And, and, but a lot of people, if they sat down and they said, well, would you be okay if you were still there in 40 years and you had this much in your retirement and you never did ABC, a lot of people might, would probably say, hell no. Right. Okay. Well, in that case, how are we going to change that? And so I heard something the other day. It was really, really great uh, quote. It was, um, it was like, wow, to get to where I want to be, I don't necessarily have to work a lot harder. I just have to make different choices right now. You know, mm -hmm. it might be small choices. Um, uh, actually, uh, there's an amazing book that I read called Small Brave Moves by an author called Nicole Bianchi. Oh, and cool. she, yeah, in her book, she's, she's like, a lot of people think bravery is like, uh, an example she gave was the passengers that stormed the cockpit of one of the, you know, 9-11 airplanes to try and 
stop mm. the situation. She's yeah. like, that's extreme bravery, right? They're risking right. their lives. They could absolutely die. Uh, but she's like, you know what? Bravery and leadership, bravery in businesses can be everyday small brave moves, like having that difficult conversation that, you know, you're, you're afraid to have or like to be asked to be paid more or there's a problem that you can't address because you're not, you know, you, you, you know, small brave moves every day or, you know, I, I am going to take that extra set you know education or i'm gonna hire that help so i'm freed up to do that oh yes that might be a strain on my finances that's a little bit scary but i also might free up this many hours of my time to create this or study this it's about those smaller brave moves that you can make and when you look over it's like saving you know people like it's not going to really make a big difference but whoa if you actually do it every single month in two years from now you'll be in a completely different place and how fast does two years go by do you know what i mean so it might not be a huge step of bravery like you're going to die it might just be small little ones as i said it just depends on what you're willing to accept in your life and what you really want Yeah. And it sounds like it's an ongoing process, something that you revisit consistently instead of just, oh, you decide one time that this is what I want and I wouldn't be okay if this is how it was in 40 years type thing, but to kind of rekindle that energy and that kind of obsession with achieving that life. It seems like it's something that is needs to be reminded of that you need to remind yourself of that you got to go, what would it look like if I were to stay in this exact same position? What would it look like if I were to achieve it and just do it again and again and again to rekindle that instead of just expecting it to be there? Yeah, and it depends on every individual has a different like gauge of success. Like yeah. for somebody, it might not be money. It might be um, they're going to stay true to their you know, creative beliefs or, right. um, you know, it, you, like each person has to assess what, what's, what are the most, what are my most important core values? What right. am I okay with and not okay with? And you usually get in every person I find um, and not just with my clients, but I've done a lot of volunteer work and I also ran a nonprofit on the side for many years because I was very passionate about women's issues. That's another story. But you'll find that almost every single person has that something that's so important to them that that is their driving force. And you have to find what that is. Like some people don't even realize it, right? So some people might say, well, I don't need that kind of money. I don't need the big house. Okay, but what is it that you do want to need? You know what I mean? Oh, it's I love my children. I need to provide this for them. Or it's... um, I'm trying to do this and I, this is this is the most important thing for me. Everyone's got that most important thing for them, I believe, right. deep down underneath, even if it might be covered by layers of other things, mental obstacles, objections, depression, whatever the thing is for that individual, it's right. there. It's the thing that they really truly desire is there. Yes. Mm, I love that. Okay. Well, since this is a shorter podcast, I wanted to kind of close up with one question in your specific expertise, which is public relations. So how do you scale with great public relations and how can you use that to really support the growth of your business? That is a great question. Now, a lot of people, um, it depends how much time you have. Every business, you know, some people have the idea that just having uh, publicity is going to make them a lot of money. And that's not true at all. Not true at all. You can be famous and make no money. Yeah. Um, As in the example, one of my favorite examples is TLC. If you look Mm -hmm. at the the group, they made zero money, couldn't even afford to pay for their security. Um, So yeah, 
some some people mix up public relations with marketing. So yeah, the purpose of marketing is to sell goods or services, basically. Right. And the purpose of public relations is to build and maintain relationships with your key stakeholders, not just customers, uh, and builds the long term reputation of that organization or person. So, I mean, our work involves every, anything from, you know, gaining media, uh, you know, activation events, you know, um, client retention, uh, client prospect events, speaker engagements, you know, having people in the right place at the right time, building their relationships, strategic partnerships. You know, there's a lot of, it depends on the business and what their specific goals are, but there's a lot of ways that you can increase your your uh, visibility uh, and your your brand reputation through public relations. Right. Uh, in fact, Richard Branson's famous for saying that you know if he had to cut staff, he would lose marketing before PR. Right. Um, yeah, because it's a long term. You know, people trust earned media and reputation and word of mouth uh, more than anything else. It's also about the culture it, within your organization. So if you're putting out there a very healthy, happy. Uh, front-facing brand, but within your employees are miserable and uh, there's a horrible, you know, workplace culture. Well, that's not an integrity, you know. So there's you know, internal public relations, you know, and, and so there's lots of aspects to it. It really depends on, you know, what that business needs at what time. Um, but in a very basic sense to scale, you know, I, without knowing the needs of that specific individual or organization, uh, generally speaking, uh, increased brand awareness, um, brand recognition makes marketing more effective. Mm. So, you know, um, the first thing that uh, is a very general recommendation is that that business, you know exactly who you are, what you stand for, um, what is it, what, is it you, what service are you providing, what products are you providing, and what's the story behind it. Um, and, uh, you know, having that story out there is uh you know, when people then see your logos come up, it's like really with finance companies, for example, you see ads everywhere. And I think the impact's very low. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, if you, you know, if you meet somebody with a great reputation or say, for example, financial advisor, most people are straight away, oh, I don't want to hire one. <laughs> like, um, I find, maybe I'm talking to the wrong people. Um, you know, but if you meet one that, you know, a lot of your friends are using, and, and they'll, or they've used them for many years or the right. family members use for many, many years. Uh, and then you see an ad for them. Then mm -hmm. you might be like, huh, maybe I'm going to contact that person. Right. You know, so increasing, you know, in, if you're doing your own PR, my top tips would be, you know, um, host events, invite people in, send out regular information, you know, updates uh, to the local media. Don't mm -hmm. send out national media unless you have a national story or a nationally available product. You're just going right. to annoy people and it will be the opposite of good PR. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say partner within the community, show up, be the face of your brand, you know, mm -hmm. and make sure that, you know, you and everyone else involved in your brand is on board with your brand values and, and, and shows that openly. Um, I'll give you an example. I, I remember a pastor from a church once said uh, as, a, as a joke, he's like, you know, if we're really going to live as Christians, you've got to go out there and demonstrate that that love, you know. And, and he said, well, I remember once I was coaching my son's soccer team and I was yelling and screaming at everybody. And then someone came up and said, hey, aren't you the pastor of whatever church? And he's like, 
No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. You know, I've seen like a completely friend of mine who's a complete Zen yoga teacher, you, you know, swearing and screaming at people in traffic. Right. It's not easy to be your, live your values every day of every minute. Right. We're right. human beings. But, you know, be, be, be who you say you are. Um, and, um, and, and I would say, you know, make sure you focus your efforts. If you're doing a public relations campaign in a particular city or region, but your, your online advertising is elsewhere, you know, yeah. you, you, you have to have everybody working hand in hand. It's about having right. a really good strategic plan. Um, and then you see those results. Um, also, in, you know, in certain situations, having a really great reputation, you know, you can charge more for certain services, you know. Right. So there's a whole range of ways that PR can help. You have to come up with a very specific plan uh, for that particular uh, brand for it to be effective. But it definitely assists in the marketing. Amazing. Amazing. This has been so good. I That breakdown of it and just kind of clarifying little things that you can start to do to build your PR is huge. So if people want help uh, with this, if they want to get in contact with you, be a part of your world, where can they go to find you and get learn more? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, very busy entrepreneurs do not generally have time to do their own PR. So <laughs> true. This is true. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you can connect with me at uh, saprglobal.com. And basically, uh, Sophie Armstrong Public Relations Global dot com. Um, and uh, I'm also on Instagram. And uh, send me a note. We can have a chat. <laughs> Amazing. Is there anything else you want to add before we finish up for today? No, I, I think unless you have any other questions, I'm happy to answer questions. It was a pleasure chatting. I hope that yes. uh, hope that it was informative. Very much uh, so. Thank yeah. you. No, it was great. I think is is very valuable today. So just appreciate your time and. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, cue that outro. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, Keep shifting your business towards success.